On today's Locked On Royals podcast, we're going to talk about uh, the Kansas City Royals and the MLB Draft Lottery, the first ever MLB Draft Lottery, and it really couldn't have gotten much worse for Kansas City. But we'll talk about the Draft Lottery as a whole and if it's a good move for baseball all coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to dive into the MLB Draft Lottery and how it really couldn't have gone much worse. For Kansas City, but we will also discuss the lottery system as a whole and see kind of our feelings on it in the first ever lottery that's ever ever taken place for Major League Baseball. So a lot to dive into today. We'll talk about the draft as well. Um, subscribe to the show on YouTube, on any other podcasting podcatchers that you have as well. We're here for you every single day talking Royals baseball. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It is a daily podcast taking you through every single major story from around the sports world, going deeper beyond the box score and behind the scenes. Lockdown Sports Today. Also, Lockdown Chiefs, five days a week in session right now, of course, taking you through the Kansas City Chiefs season. So there's a lot out there for you to consume. Well, Major League Baseball, they had their first annual MLB Draft Lottery. And this lottery system has been a thing in basketball for a long time, and this is the first time it's happened for baseball. And if you were not aware of it or you didn't see it, here's the order. The first overall pick was awarded to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who jumped up two spots to number one overall. The Washington Nationals get the second pick. They fall one slot from what they originally were. The Tigers move up three slots to number three. The Rangers move up three slots to number four. So your top four are Pittsburgh, Washington, Detroit, and Texas. Here's the thing. Here's the big kicker. The 78-win Minnesota Twins leap up eight spots in the lottery. They go up eight spots in the lottery. And they get to pick number five. So they go from a pick in the teens to a pick in the way down there to a top five pick. And that is a prime example of what the lottery system or what the lottery is designed to do. It's designed to, to, to have teams like Minnesota who didn't choose to bottom out, who didn't make their team as bad as possible and win 55 games like Washington did and still get rewarded with a high draft pick, still get rewarded with with draft compensation. 
And sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? Sometimes it works out where uh, the bad teams stay at the top, the mediocre teams stay in the middle. But a lot of the times there's, a, there's at least one surprise jump. And sometimes there's two. Like there's been times in the NBA, you know, the, the New Orleans and Memphis leaping up to get Zion and Jaw like that. That was two teams who made a humongous leap. But the Twins jump up eight. That's the biggest rise of the entire lottery. So they move up eight to number five. Oakland falls four slots. Oakland falls four whole slots down to number six. Cincinnati falls three slots to number seven. Kansas City falls three slots to number eight. So the Royals will be picking at eight in the draft despite winning just 65 games all year long. And then Colorado at nine after falling one slot. Miami at 10 after falling one slot. The Angels at 11 after falling one slot. The D-backs at 12 after falling one, one slot. And the Cubs at 13 after falling one slot. Then you have 14 Boston, 15 Chicago White Sox, 16 uh, the San Francisco Giants, 17 the Baltimore Orioles, and 18 the Milwaukee Brewers. So that's your draft lottery. From there, it's back to kind of normal in the sense of you have Tampa Bay at 19, Toronto at 20, St. Louis at 21, Mets at 22, Seattle 23, Cleveland 24, Atlanta 25, Dodgers 26, and then you have the Padres at 27, Yankees at 28, Philadelphia Phillies, who of course lost the World Series at 29, and then the Houston Astros, who won the World Series at pick number 30. Okay, so... We discussed the big winner is actually from within the division. So the Twins leap up eight slots. They get a top five pick, and uh, that comes within your division. And you are one of the biggest losers. In fact, you know, the, 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 the most a team fell was Oakland at four, but the second most is, of course, Cincinnati and Kansas City both falling three slots. Obviously, they had a chance to climb, as Minnesota did, and they didn't climb. Now... This sort of thing is tough to discuss in real time. Primarily because, of course, we don't know, right? We don't know anything about the upcoming draft as it stands right now. Like, you know, Tennessee has a great pitcher that's slated to go number one. But that can all change. There's a whole season to be played of both prep and college ball. And so it's a lot different than like the basketball lottery. Like the basketball lottery happens the day of the combine starting. And so you're already at the draft combine stage. You already know who you are, you know, hoping to, to land in the lottery. And also those players impact the sport from day one. So they just, they start out in the highest level. And most of the time start out in your starting, starting lineup, right? So it's different in baseball, but I still think that this model can work for baseball. It will never be, I don't think, the spectacle that it is for basketball. It would have to be a situation where there's just a generational talent in baseball that everyone knows is going to go number one overall. And I'm trying to think of you know the last time that we had that scenario play out where a year in advance we knew who the first overall pick was. And that ended up staying the first overall pick the whole process. But it would take something like that to make the draft lottery like actually a huge thing. But the reason I think that it can work for baseball is actually the way it's designed to work in general. But I think that this is the sport that can truly capitalize on it. 
And that is the fact that baseball, unlike any other sport, can truly reward teams with the lottery and not just have it be some random, some random crap, right? Some random, like, arbitrary event. So we'll talk about that and, and more coming up. But first, what's here right now, my good friends over at Bet Online. Folks, Bet Online is where the game starts. You can go there right now and bet on all the action from pro and college football. You can bet on the World Series winner for next year already. You can bet on the World Cup. You can bet on uh, pro and college basketball. But again, if baseball's your thing and that's the only thing that you um, are really into, the New York Yankees, who just re-signed Aaron Judge this morning, are at plus 1,000 to win the World Series. Whereas the Houston Astros are the favorite at plus 600 to repeat as World Series champions. So you can go check that out, as well as some free agency prop bets. So who is Carlos Correa's next team? The San Francisco Giants lead the way at plus 100. The Twins are at plus 150. The Dodgers are at plus 400. The Cubs, Red Sox, and Yankees are all in the mix as well. Dansby Swanson's next team, if not the Braves. So if he does not go back to the Braves, who will it be? Uh, the Cubs are the favorite at minus 150. That's interesting. The Cubs are such a heavy favorite. And then it's the Twins at plus 600, the Dodgers at plus 700, the Yankees at plus 900, and the Giants at plus 1,000. They're tied with the Red Sox and Cardinals and Marlins. And then the Orioles round out Swanson at plus 112. Now here's another interesting one. Xander Bogarts. Padres lead the way. Plus 200 for the Padres. And then the uh, the Dodgers are at plus 350. Cubs are at plus 500. Twins are at plus 850. Giants are at plus 1,000. So the Twins are kind of in the mix here uh, for some of these stars on the market, which, of course, heavily impacts Kansas City with the Twins being in the division and the Royals still trying to play catch-up to play catch-up to uh, the Minnesota Twins. So keep an eye on that. You can bet on anything you want to over there at BetOnline where the game starts. Check it out today, BetOnline.net. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking about the MLB draft lottery and why I think that baseball is in such a unique position to actually capitalize on the draft lottery more so than basketball, for example, which is the other sport that has a lottery. So I think that with baseball, there is such a need to end tanking way more than in basketball. That's not to say that baseball is the only sport that's evil and tanks, right? But in basketball, it's easier for their fan bases to stay engaged while tanking, because as I mentioned before, you are going to understand, hey, we're tanking and we hope that the that the you know lottery odds could bounce and the ping pong balls bounce in our favor, obviously. And if they do bounce in our favor, 
we get this stud. Scoot Henderson, Victor Mignogna, like we get this stud. And we get him right now. We get him right away. And in the meantime, we're going to watch our other young stud heavily impact the game. You know, the Rockets right now tanking. The Rockets have Jalen Green to watch and Anthony Shingun to watch. And, you know, they have, you know, players here and there, Jabari Smith Jr., that you can watch in the meantime. Whereas in baseball, you're going to tank, and that player that you tanked for isn't going to be called up for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. May never make it. There's a, there's a high percentage chance that they won't just bust. They'll just never make it to the big leagues. So why on earth would you not try to win every single season? And another thing about baseball that's different than other sports, you just have to get into the postseason in baseball. That's all you have to do. That's it. You don't have to go and win your division. You don't have to go and, 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 and be a team that's you know 50 games above 500. If you just get in, no matter what your record says, the ball can bounce your way on any given night and you can win a playoff series in baseball. Baseball and hockey are the two most random postseasons. In basketball, their big stigma, right? Their big knock, which every sport has a big knock on it that, that, that fans of that are not fans of the sport will will crutch to. For basketball, the big knock is it's too predictable. Same teams win every year, same players win every year. Uh, you've got to be, you know, there's never any upsets, etc. For for ba- uh, for baseball, it's the exact opposite. There's always upsets, which should, which should be more of an incentive to not tank, to not, you know, purposely construct a roster that can't compete. Because when you mix everything together, and now there's a draft lottery, and now you're falling four slots worse than what you your team was designed to be at, you did all that for nothing, because you're not going to get the number one guy now. Heck, for the Royals, they fell three slots. That they're, I mean, they're not going to. You know, that's a whole other tier. Three picks below where you thought you'd be. That's a whole other. That's a whole different tier of player that you're now that you're now selecting from. Much less a whole different person. So there's so many reasons that I think that this draft lottery and seeing how the Twins kind of had their cake and eat and ate it too, right? The Twins, they go last year, you know, this time last year, they signed Carlos Correa. Their fan base gets so hot and bothered. They get so excited. Oh my goodness, we've signed Carlos Correa, right? And they're thinking, oh, we can make a wild card push. Oh, we can make the postseason. Oh my goodness, and they get that feel good in December. They sell more season tickets, right? They they have more people at the ballpark. They're excited about baseball. And then, right, the season doesn't go as planned. They don't actually end up going to the postseason. They don't win enough baseball games, but they still win a lot more than Kansas City, right? They still, you know, Kansas City won sixty five games. The Twins won seventy eight. That's a lot more than Kansas City. And so they not only they not only won the offseason last year. Can you know just go head to head with Kansas City? Who had the better offseason last year? Minnesota, in terms of you know capturing the fan base and, 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 and rejuvenizing the fan base. Minnesota clearing away. They won more games than Kansas City by a lot during the actual season which, of course, makes fans happier. 
Can you imagine? I mean, how bad it's been in Kansas City is. Can you imagine a 78 win season in Kansas City? There would be there would be a parade. There would be a parade. Okay, and then come to find out now to kick off this off season, they get a better draft pick than you. So you went and got curb stomped for 162 games, and Minnesota gets a better draft pick than you. And who, whoever anyone drafts in baseball, isn't gonna be is not gonna be ready for it until you know a year, two, three years from now, and they might suck. They don't help you at all right now. Prime example is Asa Lacy. I mean, where's Asa Lacy at? Who's heard of Asa Lacy since the day he's been drafted? But that day he was drafted, oh my gosh. Heck of a pitcher, elite pitcher, college pitcher, going to be ready sooner than later. It's taken him longer to get to the big leagues than high schoolers, and he's still not here. And he's not on the precipice of being here. He's not even close. There's countless examples of why tanking in baseball just doesn't work the way it does in football or basketball. And so I think that this MB draft lottery is the best thing to happen to baseball. Even though it hurt Kansas City this, you know, this offseason. It hurting Kansas City, I think, is what's going to help change baseball. Because if you're Sherman, right, if you're, you know, J.J. Pacolia, if you're whoever in Kansas City that's making decisions, what's the point? What's the point of still being terrible and, and still purposely being bad if you're not even going to get the reward for it of getting the first crack at the draft pick. You're going to tumble three slots. And it feels that way for the majority. I mean, look at, go look at tankathon.com right now. Go to the MLB tab. Look at all these red arrows and look at all these green arrows. There's one, two, three, four teams that had a positive experience from the draft lottery. Out of the 18 teams that were involved in the lottery, there are four teams who had their arrow trend up. Everyone else went on a downward slide. Again, Washington won 55 games. That's it. They lost 107 times this year. And losing 107 times this year did not grant them the first overall pick. So what's the point of tanking? There is none. Especially whenever you factor in how random it is in the postseason where if you get in, you can make a run. And in Kansas City's front office, they should know that more than anybody. The Royals went to two quote-unquote undeserved World Series. If you just look at how they got there, that massive wild card game against Oakland that you play that game 10 times, how many does Kansas City win? That incredible come from behind series against Houston, against Toronto, against the Mets, you know, coming back in game one, the Mad Dash home in game five. Like at every turn, that playoff series should have ended. You know, that playoff run should have ended, but it didn't. And they went to two World Series and won one. They weren't the most talented team on paper. Heck, the Dodgers are the most talented team on paper for the last five years, and they've won one Mickey Mouse COVID World Series. So get into the dance and make your run. There's more playoff spots than ever before. All you have to do is 
spend a tiny, tiny bit of money. Don't even get to shut out these $500 million contracts. Just spend a tiny bit of money, supplement your roster, and go try to win baseball games. Go try to compete. We'll talk about this offseason more coming up on the Lockdown Rolls podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, including on YouTube. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.